Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. So glad that you are joining us wherever you may be. My name is Craig Henson, and I am your host today. And I am happy to be joined by Executive Pastor Brian Cox. Hello, Craig. Greenville Campus Pastor Reggie Smith. Woohoo! <laughs> See you on early morning. Let's go, baby. <laughs> and Greenville Worship Pastor Brennan Henson. What's How you up? Doing? How you doing? Way to go, Brennan. Yeah. Doing good. Everybody's good. It's a beautiful morning. Reggie has his coffee. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He's already sung to me twice mm. this morning. I, I, I told him I could be a worship leader. That's what I was thinking. No. That's no. what you were thinking, and no. they were thinking no. No. <laughs> Do you? Speaking of morning people, is that what you are? <laughs> I think that's what they call it. Okay. A lot of Jesus, a lot of coffee. So would you, who, who else is a morning person here? I would say that I am. As yeah. I've gotten older, especially, I'm. You know, okay. It's mostly because I can't stay up late at night. Like I just fall out now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, I I get up early, but being a morning person and getting up yeah, early, not the same thing, is it? I don't think so. How about you, Brandon? I would say I'm the opposite. I don't. It's hard for me to get out of bed, but I love the idea of being up in the morning. Yeah. Early. <laughs> once once you do <laughs> it, that idea. But those guys that sing in the morning, I'm not sure. They know Jesus. No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm That's you, Reggie. <laughs> I, I figured worship pastors sing in the morning. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like you, you and no. Brennan, y'all sing to each other. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, like sing to you in the morning. That's what I mean. Oh, like yeah. Singing the, to the yourself. That's one thing. You. But I walking would, into the office and singing to me. I can do that. I, I would know. like Reggie to sing to me never. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say now. I'm like, I got to think about that one, Brent. Brennan gave a classic <laughs> worship leader. <laughs> Answer, I like the idea of being up early in the <laughs> yeah. morning, yeah. but That's I'm a good. worship leader, and I never am. Yeah, yeah I I'm there in that. spirit, man. I'm praying for you. <laughs> right. No, you have a little one, though, so I'm sure you're up oh, yeah, pretty seven, early. 7 a.m. at the latest every day. Yeah. Yeah, she's... Uh, yeah, that helps you. I wish her. I could do that without an alarm clock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I can do it. It's just singing joyfully Yeah. to everyone is probably harder. Right. Okay. Good one. So it's kind of, you know, early still, almost mid-morning, but uh, we're talking about our series, The Chosen. Uh, We have taken off on uh, The Chosen, which is the first multi-season depiction of Jesus' life. It's an amazing television series that we highly recommend. And this past Sunday, Reggie, you and I had the opportunity to talk about Matthew and how they portray Matthew in The Chosen is very unique and, and interesting. I like it. I like it. I Actually, just, just seeing The Chosen makes me want to watch more and makes me want to. And I think, I mean, I think they're doing, they're just coming across what they wanted because people are wanting to watch more and binge watch it. And, and then you see Matthew and you see him from a different perspective and you go, this guy, he, he might have been a little bit different. Yeah, and I, and I think the way they portray him is so different than how I would have portrayed him right. because I I always kind of thought of him because he was a tax collector, which meant he was a traitor and an outcast and not really accepted in their culture. I kind of always thought him a, a, of him as like a super edgy, uh, maybe even a mean-spirited kind of bully kind of guy. Um, but they portray him as maybe OCD, 
maybe even on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a very interesting take on uh, on this character. Well, probably, and I was thinking because he was hated so much, there was he was that social outcast, and so many didn't like him. You wonder did did that affect him and get him to the point where he's got the ticks? Maybe that's what they were thinking. He's got the ticks. Yeah, he's got the, is that what caused him to withdraw to isolate? Right. To really uh, alienate himself, not just you know from the public, but seemingly everybody. It seems like he was portrayed as a very intelligent person mm-hmm. from a boy to you know that's what led him to be a tax collector, I guess. Um, I, I thought it interesting that how the Romans actually, and well, in the Chosen, they really liked him. They were like friends to him in yes. some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the one of the my favorite scenes is when Jesus calls him, of course, and Peter cannot stand the idea. Yeah, it's, it sounds like church in mm-hmm. some ways, but <laughs> sure, yeah, you know. But Peter wanted to guard. It's like Peter was gonna take care of yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you notice that, and it was real quick. Peter was like, "I'm gonna, you know, don't mess with don't mess with Jesus. Got to make sure." Everything's just right, and there's too many mm-hmm. people in in the crowd. If if you haven't seen it, I'd encourage you to go see the Chosen. I I, I thought about how would I react to that. I'd mm-hmm. probably done the same thing though, right? Because I didn't realize when you watch it, you kind of realize the the Samaritans and the Jews and mm-hmm. the Rome how bad that was. I mean, contempt and hatred for each other. You know, I guess because of the wars that just happened, right? You know, and a lot of tension. It makes complete sense why you wouldn't want to bring somebody in, you know. It's kind of interesting because I think that we kind of think that it's easier for us to think sometimes that that social and cultural tension is kind of new, like <laughs> like we invented it or something. But when you study the scripture mm-hmm. and you look at first century Palestine, man, it was it was rough. There was so much segregation and hatred between different people groups. And different religious groups, and yeah, it was it was a rough environment, and and I think you're right. They portray him as I think this brilliant dude who's obviously good with numbers. That's where he how he ends up there, and when he decides to follow Jesus, the Roman soldier Gaius is like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, as an American, I almost feel feel a parallel there that yeah, he's like an American. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're you're gonna go follow Jesus and do what? Give up everything. Give up yeah. everything. Why would you do that? You have all the money you want. Mm-hmm. Nice place to live. Why walk away from that? I mean, I, many people wouldn't do that, and many people didn't. But he didn't have you know? anybody. Like he, he was disowned by his family. Yeah, he's a traitor. They, they don't, they do not like him because now you disown your own people. Then his dad wasn't happy with him. You know, you see that scene with his mom, all that. So, so he's thinking. What have I got to lose? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what he's thinking. What, what have I got to lose here? I've already seen him heal this paralyzed person, and I've seen him do these miracles, and wow, he knows me. You know, he knows yeah. my name. He sees me. That was a big point for me that I was thinking in the message was he sees us. He sees you. Yeah. Whoever's listening today, he sees you. Yeah. He he knows you, and he loves us. That's pretty, That's that's like, wow. So if... Matthew did. He caught a glimpse of that. I'm going to follow this guy. Yeah. That was one of my big takeaways. And one of the things that I tried to highlight in the message on Sunday is that, you know, here's a guy who at best is uncomfortable in his own skin. 
he's unseen, he's isolated. Um, as you mentioned, Reggie, just by everybody. But that that first time that Jesus sees him is incredible. Jesus oh, yeah. Jesus locks eyes with him mm-hmm. uh, at an encounter before he calls him, and and Matthew like that guy just that guy saw me. Yeah, like he really saw. You can me. see him step back a minute, like. Yeah. Is he looking at me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was really good. It was, and I, I just, I feel like there's so many people in in our world these days that feel unseen, um, and I, I think that there were people that were sitting in our auditoriums on Sunday that, even in a room full of people, feel alone, and uh, feel unseen, and and I just wanted them to know that that Jesus sees them just like He saw Matthew. You That's know, right. absolutely, and I think they portray. I love that idea that, you know, some of it, he seems autistic in some ways, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that's awesome because it shows a side of Jesus that I've heard people say that, you know, he sees everyone. Everyone has a purpose and that you can be valuable even with your flaws. And I think that was a, a great way to do that. You know, I just... I, l- I love the fact that you're valuable no matter what side you're on, you know, like Matthew, yeah. where he came from. Um, it was encouraging to me. I mean, that, you almost cry every time you watch an episode. You I don't know, know if y'all noticed yeah, that. If you sure. don't, Brandon, you I need do. to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm a crybaby as but, it is, man. But just to see mm-hmm. somehow, I mean, that compassion in Jesus' eyes toward him mm-hmm. that no one else had. Um, it, it reminds me of as a Christian, I need to see people differently. Yes. You know, I need to have that compassion, have that. Even when people I feel like are like totally lost off the way off, never going to make it, still see them. Right. Regardless of what they may be doing or how they may, it may be perceived, mm-hmm. that they'll never come to God. You know, and yeah, I think he. We would say they they'd written him off. Yes, but how often do we do that as well? Yeah. How often do we write people off and go, "Hey, they're beyond help. There's there's nothing we can do for them." Sure. Um, when in reality, our entire mission is to introduce people to Jesus and to inspire them to follow him. Yeah. And the reason that's our our mission is because. We believe that Jesus changes things, yeah. but yet we'll still, me, I, I will still in my human nature, in my flesh, I will write people off and go, hey, yeah. they're hopeless. Yeah. I yeah. find myself doing that, you know, like, especially those who don't believe the way I believe, mm-hmm. especially sure. those who live a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, yeah. well. But you know, when you, when you know that Jesus sees you, he changes everything about you. So when you know he sees you and he loves you, then you can come out of isolation and realize, oh, there are other people now who are not being seen or, or they feel like they're not being seen and they're isolating themselves and they're withdrawing. And I think that's why, you know, I was just thinking about even when we serve, Jesus came to serve, not to be served. So I was thinking about how when we understand that Jesus sees us, he loves us, he has purpose for us. Everybody listening today, he has purpose for you. And so sometimes we isolate and say, well, COVID, you know, go back to COVID. It was isolation time. It was a time we didn't. We just didn't feel like, you know, it's just a different time, wasn't it? And then, um, 
I'm sorry, my phone went off. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I was just thinking how when we <laughs> when we see Jesus and we realize he sees us, then we don't mind going out and serving. We don't mind. We realize we don't have to withdraw. We, we do have purpose. We can get up in the morning. I, there was something you said, Brown, in one of our Life Track classes that really hit home with me a few weeks ago when you just talked about how when we have purpose, we want to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that purpose comes from Jesus seeing us. He loves mm-hmm. us and realizing what he did for us. It changes everything. And mm-hmm. for Matthew, we go back to Matthew and go, here's a guy who was hated, disowned, traitor, all those bad things. But then he saw Jesus saw me. Jesus sees me. And then he then he writes part of the New Testament. Yeah. Man. They found purpose. Man. I think yeah. one of the, the verses that I cling to, um, maybe in doubt of – hey, does God love me or whatnot? Um, and I don't know exactly where it is, but Jesus says, nobody comes to me unless they're drawn by the Father. Yeah. And what's so cool is that the, the fact that I just know Jesus a little bit, or or maybe I know him super intimately, or whoever's listening to this, no matter your walk, if you're hearing this podcast, if you're hearing about Jesus, it's because the Father, the, the one who said, let there be light at the beginning of time, personally drew drew you to him and that's why you know jesus and what what means so much to me about this scene is in in this verse matthew 9 9 or 9 10 um, when jesus says follow me it's like he's saying the same thing to you right now and all you have to do is just just walk with him Mm -hmm. you know yeah i think you make a great point brennan because um for me I think when Jesus finally calls Matthew, it's just, it's just kind of the end of the process. I I think that Matthew is the whole, the Holy Spirit is already drawing him is is softening his heart is is telling him, hey, there's more to life than this, uh, and he has no idea that Jesus is close by, and that Jesus is pursuing him, yeah. and then you know when when it all comes to a head and Jesus says, follow me. I, I think you're right. His heart has already been prepared. He, he's he's already thinking there there has to be more to life than sitting in this tax collector's booth and then having a bodyguard literally take me home so that I can isolate in this nice home that I have. He, he's already the, God's already working in him, and so when Jesus is following me, like yeah, let's I'll I'll do that. I'll I'll go, and and I think it's I think Jesus you know, command to him to follow him is it's it's so simple. And I think a lot of times um we we try to make following Jesus so complex. And it's really just about taking whatever your 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 next step, whatever that is. And for for Matthew it was just his his first step was just to leave what he was doing and go with Jesus. Yeah. And I think I think it's easy for us to compl- it's easy for me to complicate it sometimes. Yeah. I love to, you know, I'm doing this chronological read through the New Testament, mm-hmm. and it's it's super compelling. Um, I would encourage anyone to do it if you're yeah, like, hey, how do I sure. read the Bible, or I'm just not interested in it. Um, try a chronological New Testament plan. Yeah. But what I'm seeing over and over is this trend of right before all these miracles that Jesus does, where where the Holy Spirit comes in and, and, and just moves through him, um, it says he felt compassion for yeah. this person. Um, and and what it pointed out to me was to pay attention to those points in my day-to-day life of 
when I might feel compassion for something. And I, I love that because oftentimes it's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I want to do something in this situation right now. I want to change mm-hmm. this situation and I want to work through you to change this situation. So press into that compassion. And um, it's just really awesome in ministry to, to see how personal our God is and how he just walks alongside of us and how he speaks to us. And it's not this overcomplicated thing, right? A lot of the times it can just be, hey, my heart breaks for this situation or whatever. And, and, and then you just say, hey, Jesus, I want to speak you into this. I love that. That's awesome, Brandon. I, what I think when you say that, I think about when you, when you find yourself compassionate or moved, do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I think we're compassionate and we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. We might say, well, that's somebody else's job to do. And I think we miss a lot of blessings. It's almost another podcast. But sure. I do love that. That That's why I'm saying when you look at Jesus, you see that compassion because he does see the heart. You know, and he saw Matthew, who he really was. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, yeah, it's, it's so it, amazing to me. It, it's a, it's another podcast, and it's a yeah. series that's coming yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. yeah, Love Comes to Town. That's right. That's oh, really that's what it's all good. about. It hey, is going to be great. I want to say something real quick, Craig. Uh, um, yeah. Everything we're talking about, um, I think you got this from Andy Stanley, was that quote, that people who were nothing like Jesus liked him, Yeah. and Jesus liked people who were nothing like him. Yeah. I yeah and, I, and I really tried to focus on that mm-hmm. when he calls Matthew. Like Matthew is nothing mm-hmm. like Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he he's not anything like him. Uh, he's he's in it for himself. He's self serving. Uh, he's all about the money. Like he's a, he's everything that Jesus is not. But yet he's like, I think I like like this guy. And he you know he had seen in, at least the way they portrayed in the chosen. He'd see some seen some miracles done. And I I feel like in that moment Matthew was like, man, if if he can heal this paralyzed man. What can he do for me? Yeah, and I yeah. and I think he's like, yeah, why? Why wouldn't you try that? Why? I mean, why wouldn't I follow this guy? And uh, Brian, I think you made a great point too about his intellect. Um, illiteracy is is a problem in our world today, but it was a real problem in the first century, and and Jesus is calling him and choosing him, knowing that he has the intellect to write down everything he's going to see. Yeah. And then God, in his providence, he preserves it for us, and we call it the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah. And he tells his own story in third person, by the way, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's phenomenal that, that, that obviously God had work for him to do, and that part of it was for us to have the life and words of Jesus. It's, just, it's incredible for me to really think about how God works. Mm-hmm. And he always has an end in mind, and that's for us. Uh, to be in a in a love relationship with him and other people, and and that's what he wanted for Matthew. That's what he wants for us. I love how in the chosen they Jesus gets him and is like, "Hey, we're we're going to a party." He's like, "Oh, yeah. I'm not welcomed at parties." And Jesus <laughs> is like, "Nope, it's actually at your house." Yeah. And you know, I yeah. it's funny to me because I mean, doesn't he do the exact same thing to Zacchaeus in the scriptures? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like, the hey, song, yeah. Uh, since you now know where your wealth comes from, you know, we're going to use, we're going to use 
your house, which is my house. But I, I just yeah. love how he's like, hey, you you know, you have you have one of the probably the coolest places around here. So let's uh, yeah, let's go to your nice place. Yeah, let's fill it up yeah. and, and let's bring more people to to follow Jesus. You know, it was just it's just funny to me how personal he is. Yeah, I love I love the way uh, that Matthew records it. And I was reading from the New Living Translation, but he says that who was at the party was Jesus and his followers and other tax collectors and disrep- disreputable sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just told people. everybody on Sunday, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're that's disreputable we sinners. Um, and, I, and I said, he invited the people to the party that you would invite to the parties at your house. <laughs> 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 All disreputable sinners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, and I, that's the crazy thing is that we're all in, in in the same boat. Like we're all, that's all we are is we're just sinners. And and if we we've, we've been touched by God's love and grace and met Jesus, that's the only difference between us and anybody else in the world. Yeah. And that's man, we shouldn't take that for granted. Yeah. I I was reading the the end of Mark, and I won't get into the whole textual variant thing, but but originally the Gospel of Mark ends at verse eight, and Basically, Jesus rises again, and everyone sees him, and everyone just runs away screaming. They're they're like scared. Yeah, and and it's almost as Mark, like Mark is leaving this charge of, hey, what kind of what kind of follower of Jesus are you going to be? What kind of disciple you're going to be? And the whole, the whole chosen, and and the whole, you know, you look, you, you read the Bible, and I've just gone, oh man, God uses some horrible people. Yeah, and and that's. Like he just constantly, he just uses sinners to do his work, yeah. and that's that's inspiring to me, and and maybe to anyone listening, it's like, hey, you're not too far gone for God that's to right. use you. That's like right. you, you might think your story is is rough or or it's too unclean, but man, God wants to use that for for so much beauty and so mm-hmm. much good. And um, I would just encourage anyone listening to know your story is is purposeful, you know. Yeah, Jesus loves and wants to use people that are nothing like him. Yeah. You know, and that that that's kind of the point of the party and I th- I think that's where Andy crafted this idea of of people liking Jesus, you know, that were nothing like him and him liking people that were nothing like him. It's from these parties, from the Matthew party, from the Zacchaeus party, and it makes you wonder I'm glad you said that about Zacchaeus because it makes you wonder. Like every time Jesus went to town, did he did he call the tax collector to follow him? Like did <laughs> yeah. he did he pinpoint the tax collector? Like this is the worst of the worst. I want everybody to know that if this guy can go with me, you can go with me. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Now, now I, I don't know if we touched on this or not, but I, I go back to if we're going to follow Jesus, and Jesus is telling Peter, get used to different, then things yeah. are. Things are going to be different if we're really going to follow Jesus. Yeah, like I, I want a shirt that says "Get Used to Different." I want that. And then that's they a very difficult a, thing. They have them at the Chosen Store. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Really? Okay, they, they we'll do, go there. Yeah. Yeah, difference easy to say, hard to do. I think mm-hmm. being in ministry a long time and in church a long time, we tend to fall in traditions. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying some are good, some are bad, but. We tend to not want to veer away from those, mm-hmm. and um, I think sometimes we need to break away. We, what do we call it? We call it breaking the rules a little yeah. bit, not this, not the laws, but the rules. Yeah, yeah. And just 
And I think that's what Jesus did. He came and just broke all the rules. He just messed everything up in, in a good way. Yeah. He was completely uh, countercultural yeah. for that time. And I think we need to be aware of what God's doing there, how he's doing that, what is different. You know, church right now, again, I go into the podcast, but church right now is is not seeing everyone like Matthew. Mm-hmm. We tend yeah. to we tend to exclude, you know, and we include people like us and we and we keep doing the same things over and over and I think we're we're missing a lot of Matthews mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. of it. Does that make sense? What yeah. I'm trying to say is that so I, I kinda analyze that, you know, and where we are is that be careful what idols we build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we don't tear down. Well you know um, I'm not gonna say the one I know of right now that we recently we're tearing down. Yeah. But um and people don't like that. They don't like that change. They don't like moving around. And I think you see that in Peter. He didn't like it. Why are we inviting these kind of people? Yeah, I thought we were going to fight. I yeah, thought we were going to take yeah. down the Romans. Yeah. You know? yeah, let's go get everybody. But I, you, I think that's a great point, Brian, because I think especially for those of, of us that grew up in the church, the idea was be different and then you can be accepted here. Yes. But, but mm-hmm. in reality – we're not going to be different until Jesus changes us. And we wanted people to change before Jesus changed them, yeah. before Jesus invaded their lives. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think a, a lot of people in the world, that's still per, their perception of the church is that, oh, they're going to want me to change. Mm-hmm. When the truth is, if you meet Jesus, you will change. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I remember, he does the changing. Yeah. Well, the early yeah. days of Marathon, I remember Eddie talked about change all the time. So I got that in my down deep, yeah. like, and I've probably changed too much sometimes. <laughs> you, you, you have a lot, Rich. But but I mean, I, I think it keeps it fresh. Jesus yeah. always kept that fresh perspective. And I remember, you know, even the things we were changing then that that was countercultural to maybe the traditional church. Um, you know, the songs I go back and go, man, there were some great. Remember Ron Cannoli? Oh yeah, and some of those songs. Yeah. And and we had the that's before Brandon horns. was born. Yeah, he, he didn't yeah. know oh, for sure. And then this morning <laughs> there was a throwback on the radio. It was West King, I believe. And I went and listened to that again, and it was yeah. I believe, you know. And I was so excited thinking yeah. about that. And I'm like, I wish, I wish the people now could get that. Yeah. But then I go, well, they still can. They they're just going to get it in a little bit different way. It'll be packaged in a little bit different way. So just because we change is not a bad thing. It's just yeah. we got to do it according to listen to the Holy Spirit and Him leading us and following mm-hmm. the leaders and. What God's put on um, yeah, think, in your heart. I think the mindset has to understand that God is all is doing new things. That's mm-hmm. right. He is reaching new people. Mm-hmm. And when we get in our little box and right. we say it can only be done the way it was done twenty years ago, then we're missing we're in trouble. It. Yeah, because then we become we miss out like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't ever want to be there. It's real easy. It's really hard. I'll say to break out of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very hard because especially the older your church is, the harder it is right. because you got a lot of patriarchs and matriarchs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I shouldn't have said that, but you got some <laughs> that really have a hard time. You know, like with well, different me, speakers or different music or, or video or video. Yeah. I mean, in Greenville, that was a big change. That was a big change to go it's to video. It's a big deal for a lot of people, and I get there. that. But, but again, but, I, I, was, I was against it at first. Can yeah. I say this, Dudley? Yeah. They watch TV and we watch movies. <laughs> so then we come to church and we go, look at what God's doing. Look at the people. Look at the people getting saved. Look at the life change. Look at the community. Yeah. It, it's actually, yeah. you know, 
yes, Beacon's a part of it, but also the people in the parking lot is part of it, and also mm-hmm. the people in the cafe, and also us building community, and now life track and life groups, and I could keep going. I'm just excited what God is doing. You know what I call it, Reggie? I just thought of it. I call it the Matthew movement. There you go. Because yeah. it's, an, it's another way of seeing people that aren't being seen. Yeah. It's another culture. That's right. My kids included, when you say video, they don't mm-hmm. think much about it. Right. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Right. I know it's a, it's a whole big deal for a lot of people, and I get it. But it's, again, another way to reach people, which is the mission mm-hmm. to see people. Right. You know, so yeah. that I had to work on it, too. I had a hard time with it. Yeah. Because I think we want to yell back at the pastor when he's preaching. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I they, hear my they wife really does. Sunday. <laughs> they do in Greenville. <laughs> they do. Awesome. Yeah. That was but, really good Sunday. But too. again, Jesus, thank you. But again, they, Jesus said, get used to different. And what is it you guys say all the time? Let's go. Let's go. Let's follow Let's go. Jesus. Yeah. Let's, Let's say this. God. And what, what about this? If we say this is what God puts on my heart all the time, Holy Spirit, fall fresh on me. And then he'll put yeah. me another person, and then Craig and Brian and and Brennan and Marathon, and then we pray, God, Holy Spirit, have your way, your 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 will. You just just flood us that we can't help but but want to do what you want us to do. Yeah, yeah. This if if you're new to our podcast or maybe you're not a part of Marathon and you're and you're a loyal listener, that's really what Marathon Church is about. We're in our 25th year, and and we've always been about the Matthews. Yeah. And we're going to continue to be about the Matthews, mm-hmm. uh, the unseen, right. uh, those that haven't discovered yet uh, what Jesus can do to them, the changes he can bring. And uh, so that, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to look for Matthews for sure. Yeah. And I would say I, I'm, I'm all about encouraging people who are listening because I, I listen to podcasts to, to get encouraged by people. But I, I hold on to the verse where Jesus said, as, as the Father sent me, I now send you. And so... A lot of the times we think, oh, you know, ministry is just people who work at a church. It's like, no, if you're a follower of Jesus, yes. you are now in his ministry. Mm-hmm. So look for those ways in your workplace. Your workplace is not for you to just pay your bills and make money. It's a mission field. That's right. And God's placed you there for a purpose and for a reason. And so look for those Matthews in your workplace and get excited, you know, get, hang out with Reggie. A time or two, and and get let him rub off on you. Get excited mm-hmm. about about seeing people and, and bringing people to Jesus, and um, you know, being here at Marathon. That's that's what it's helped me do. As long as we can have coffee, then we can. As long oh, as you yeah. can do it with coffee, Hang out. Yeah. that's right. Guys, this is a great everything. discussion today. Hey, and this Sunday, uh, come see us. Pastor Eddie Cox is going to wrap up the Chosen series. Yes, I think he's going to talk about Peter and fishing. And yeah, stuff. That's what I hear, yes. I was going to say he's going to tackle Peter and talk about fishing, but that would have been a very bad pun. Look at that. Tackle. I, I think I just did fish. it, though. Oh, tackle box. See what I did there? Yeah, that was is a that good one. a dad that? joke? It is. It is. It is. <laughs> hey, hey, as a dad, I love it. That's it. <laughs> hey, thanks again so much for joining us. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Woo-hoo. And uh, we would love to hear, for you, hear from you. Uh, email info at marathonchurch.org this is the marathon church podcast and we'll talk to you next time i did have a dad joke but i can't remember it